the uh, Marshall Tucker Band, I believe. What a classic. Ooh. Yeah. And and with that, uh, Chris Tucker, you just moved down a notch. Oh. Oh, no, no, Tucker Carlson. I like Chris Tucker. Yeah. Tucker Carlson. I always can fucking confuse those <laughs> Chris Tucker stays where he's at. Uh, Tucker Carlson moves down yet again. <laughs> yet again, below Marshall Tucker. <laughs> That's right. You just got demoted again, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> You're not even like top three Tuckers anymore. You know? That's right, man. That's I might right. even drop you below the Tucker in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> he was a real Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. How's it going out there in the Chi-Town? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Fucking busy, man. We had that big rain yesterday. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. But, oh, dude, yesterday was the worst because it was like, it was literally 34 degree rain. Wow. So it was just freezing. And, it felt uh, really bad for these guys that had to work on these uh, storm drains. Really? So, like, they were, dude, they were just literally the whole day, they were getting like 34 degree water just poured on them. <laughs> felt so bad for them. But that's what you get for saying you don't like rotting. Because you know where I was? No, I inside don't. A warm, inside a warm building, rotting <laughs> drains. So, yay. Yeah, I got covered in shit, but I don't mind. Although today I was doing fucking condensate lines. And what goes on with the condensate lines? Man, so it's like uh, all, the, all the old buildings in Chicago, they still run on boilers for their heater. Oh, yeah. So it like boils this water. Well, actually, this one's this is more like steam. They use steam. Right. Some use steam, some use just hot water. But So when the steam condenses, okay. you know, it's got to make its way back. To the boiler mm-hmm. so, you, so you have these like drains and everything and uh oh it's got such a distinct smell how would you describe this smell like what are we talking here putrid puke worthy what are we talking it's it's not sewage right but it it's like um like a rank old machiney smell does that make sense you got like a like a dusty kind of death smell going on with this bad boy. Death smell, yeah, that's a good one. Death smell. It's just like old because it's like you got to imagine this old stagnant water that's running through the steam steam system for God only knows how long. Just these old iron pipes, you know, and then yeah. eventually it makes its way to this pit. You know. Wow. It's like man, God only knows how old that water is, and it's just it's gross. it's 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 a smell oh yeah dude that's why i had to shower as soon as i got home i was covered in rust and that smell like the sludge yeah oh so you get the sludge on you and it kind of paints to your uh, body to your skin would you say dude it's so bad that like so what i do when i get uh, i got in the shower right yeah man I, i get in turn on the shower first thing i do i do a good arm scrub (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I got to do a good hand and arms. <laughs> and then I can do the face because the face gets sprayed too. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I do a good hand and arms and then I do the primary face. <laughs> then I soak everything down. I have to. Hot water, right? Oh, yeah. Because you, you got to get that grease hot to get off you. 
<laughs> so that's just like you know, that's just the uh, the appetizer before the main show. <laughs> right. And then I once I get a good soak, everything hot, then I do the full, you know, head down, hair down. Because I don't do shampoo, you know. It's always it's just the the all in one. You're a no poo guy, huh? I don't got time for that, man. I go with just the bar of soap, actually. Even on the hair? Your hair looks that good? I uh, subscribe to the homeless man method. You don't shower. It's the no shower idea. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> you don't get covered in condensate grease. This is true. It's also it's kind of based <laughs> on... Um, like that f***ing Ashley Kutcher goes out there and preaches like, oh, you really don't need to shower, but once every two weeks. Yeah, if I'm sitting in L.A., 70-degree poolside with my family, okay, I'll shower once every two weeks. But when I'm in a steamy basement, rotting out floor drains all day, I'm going to have to shower. Right, absolutely. Yeah. No, that so. makes sense. I get it. Uh, you know, I mean... For me, I work in an office, so uh, I do the shower every day, but it's just a, I don't think the shampoo every day is a good idea. Uh, you know, I think that was kind of a way to uh, sell some uh, product. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, you don't even need it. I don't buy and That's why I don't buy it. And uh, the shower every day with all the products, you dry out the skin. Uh, I f- kind of get the feeling that that leads to you buying moist moisturizer, more products. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of this like endless cycle almost, where they uh they just got you. So yeah, no, my my skin is very dry right on that. That's why I, <laughs> I have to buy the uh the soap with the uh al- the alloy in it. Alloy, 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 alloy. Yeah, I think I'm not sure how that works. No, it's a metal alloy. The soap comes with an aloe. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's what we mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm man. talking about? That yeah. plant that you break. In yeah, aloe, aloe, aloe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's how it goes. But uh, yeah, well, you're so, work. You're working hard and. I get it. I mean, that's just how it goes, and you know, you got to sh- you, you got to shower all the time. But uh, Mike, people who uh, don't need to shower these days, the folks who are working four days a week, I assure you, they do not have to shower whatsoever. And I, can't- I can't believe this is a thing. Oh, this is a thing, and it's going to be the thing, Mike. This is going to uh, be the new American way. I hope you're excited. Here we go. And we were and we were making fun of the. Fr- I got to apologize. <laughs> I gotta apologize. We made fun of the French. We made fun of the French for wanting to retire at 62. At least you're working five days. I <laughs> mean, right. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Well, maybe not for long. This is gonna... This, I started hearing about this in the UK, and now we have it rolling here in the US. Here we go. Put away the laptops and the hard hats. The American work week may be headed for the most profound never change be in, in nearly 100 business. years, with more companies shifting head. from a five-day week to four. It's been life-changing. Really, it's been um, a wonderful experience. 
Crowdfunding platform Kickstarter went from five to four days last year, hoping to offer a better work-life balance and retain valuable employees. Surprise! The company says productivity increased, employees better rested and more engaged. People are able to spend time with their families and spending, spend time doing things they love, and they're happier at work and better at work as a result. Similar findings from a large study involving 61 British companies that went to four-day, 32-hour weeks last year. 92% say they're sticking with four days. 71% reported employees were less stressed and burned out, most saying they're better able to balance home and family commitments, while company revenues actually increased by 35% on average. Researchers say the flex hours that came with the pandemic accelerated the paradigm shift with many employees, not just white collar workers, getting more free time. And now 15 percent say no amount of money will convince them to go back to five days. <laughs> In the United States, oh we got God. a five day oh, work week. Doomed. In the 1930s, and the pandemic really accelerated the thinking. It sort of opened employers eyes to the idea that they could put in an innovation like this. So far, larger it... companies have been slow to embrace. <laughs> what is that? What do you think? Uh, okay. <laughs> are we talking, are we talking 10 hour, four days? I or think four, eight hour days. No, what I'm getting out of this is we're going to 32 hours, man. And this is why America is about, this is why we're, this is the beginning of the end for America. I'm going to tell you right now, because I, 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 my first thought to a four day work week, and I know this is every immigrant out there right now, like hardworking immigrant. First thought, I'm going to get a second job. Wow. You yeah. know what I mean? If uh, I have three days off, opens up I'm gig economy. Go, Absolutely, man. I'm going to go get another job. Why not Uber a couple days a week on the side, man? Well, I'm a professional, so. I'm talking for the lay folk out there, you know, <laughs> the idiots. <laughs> The fellow morons like myself. I would, I would, I would go get like a <laughs> plumbing gig. Absolutely, yeah. You would do something like a side hustle upon your uh, current. Uh, Actually, hustle. it would be awesome for me. I would just start picking up more side jobs. Yeah. But as it is, I have to fight with my boss about my sixth day. Every, every <laughs> week, every week, it's like a battle over can I or can I not work that sixth day? And it's not that I don't want to work it; it's that I might be doing my own thing as in side job, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm already at six days, and I, honestly, honestly, the two day weekend is nice. I love when I get them because they're not every weekend, and when I do, I love having one day where I just fucking sleep. You know, that's right. And then the next next day, I'm fucking man. I feel like a new man. I could go do whatever I want. <laughs> it's fun. It's great. But dude, if you're taking two days off every week, you're lazy. And if you're asking <laughs> for a third one, there's no hope. I agree with you. Um, I think they. I like the cap off on this. It pays off for me. It's the change. Some concerned that customer service will suffer. Because once you go to four days, it's hard to ask employees to work five. Tom Costello, NBC News, Washington. Oh, God. Yeah, man. I think that's right on the money. Uh, you know that's <laughs> part of the problem with these companies that tried the four? There's no way they can get their employees back. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Just like you guys. Who was it that fuck? Was it Amazon that they like threw a shit fit because they got to come back three days a week to the office? Everybody gave up. 
lost their minds over this whole concept once we did it, you know, told all the uh, child adults out there, sorry, you can't work from home forever. You got to go back to work, whether it's the <laughs> office, you know what I mean, the job site. <laughs> You got to go back more than, you know, the majority of the days of the week. Sorry. That's how things run. I don't know about this four day a work week thing, man. I think maybe for the office people, it it kind of works. Uh, I think if I was kind of thinking about small businesses, right? Places with uh, who can only afford to keep a skeleton crew and uh, operate at maximum capacity at all times. Um. These are the people who need to make money on every minute of the day. You're talking a four-day work week for people who can afford to do so. I don't think this is something that the average man actually can afford. Yeah. You know, the business owner, the guy running a landscaping company, is he going to do the four-day oh, work Landscaping week? is seasonal work, dude. You work six days, <laughs> yeah. sometimes seven, because you're, you got three months off. Are you going to hire like the fucking teachers who got exactly you know and this is what it reminds me of I think this is for the teachers they want the teachers or the teachers want to have 4 days off or yeah. four, they want to work 4 oh, days absolutely we found out during the pandemic the teachers don't want to work oh they're the laziest people ever <laughs> they are the laziest people on earth i'm sorry <laughs> you're teaching is like one step above house mom no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I'll just let that one hang. <laughs> your, your silence was deafening. <laughs> oh, uh, so I, I do have I do that actually did bring me to a good point. Uh, I finally figure out a way to prove even to lefties that there is a difference between men and women. All right, man. Go to like a liberal person or whatever, and just uh, t- bring up the fact that you know a guy who's a stay-home dad, but with no kids. All right, he's just a stay-home husband. Okay, nobody thinks that's cool. <laughs> wow. Left, right, independent. Nobody thinks that's cool, right? The stay-home husband, but cool. a stay-home wife, totally acceptable. Yeah, because the stay-home wife probably doing OnlyFans. And uh, bringing in a little Maybe. cash on the side. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Stay at home, dude. He's playing uh, Halo all Jerk- day. Jerking off to OnlyFans. Jerking off to his girlfriend or wife on OnlyFans. Exactly. Yeah. L- losing money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the big difference here. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, start an OnlyFans is the key. Lesson learned. So the four-day work week, what really just got me, you know, again, with the whole, this does not apply to a huge majority of the workforce, because in a capitalist society, there should be a good amount of people out there trying to start their own businesses, work for themselves, do their own thing. That means you're working seven days a week, man. The big problem is we are a capitalistic society. That's why four days won't work. That's why five days doesn't even work. That's what I'm saying. Five because, isn't enough. Be, because it's a capitalist society that we reward. You get rewarded the more you work. So you don't want you want to work four days. That's fine, and that's all good and dandy. But there's people out there working six. 
Absolutely. So they're they're going to win. Yes, for sure. And look, you want to stay at home, you're just not collecting the money. That's Yeah, that's what I... So, I, first of all, I don't know I how wish, live I way. wish, too. I wish I could stay home and collect money. Yeah. I don't know where this idea came from, <laughs> that we are entitled to just have all this free time, go travel to Europe, you know, like... I, I don't know where this entitlement came from. I really don't get it. TikTok, I'm, I'm, Instagram, dude, influencers, people telling all the idiots out there, you could be like me, never work, travel the world, documented on... These uh, social media platforms, and uh, you'll get followers and advertisers, and uh, it doesn't really shake out that way for most people. No. Oh, God. That's the truth. Like, me and you literally just decided to do this, and we don't even worry about listeners. <laughs> we have oh, we no got, listeners. We, and have, we, we have our eggs in, in other <laughs> baskets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I have yet to quit my day job, folks. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm there. You know what five I mean? Days. Like, I don't feel like I'm entitled to like some celebrity status. You know, I've never looked at the Kardashians and been like, you know what? I deserve that. <laughs> you know? There is hell to pay to be part of the reality TV stardom world. I can only imagine. Uh, look at the dudes. You turn into Casey Jenner, Carly Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. What's the guy's Caitlyn name? Jen- Bruce, yeah, Bruce Jenner. <laughs> I almost got there. <laughs> What's that chick with the dick? <laughs> we'll settle on Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Such a manly name. He oh, was like man. the manliest of men. <laughs> no longer, sir. He is now the girliest. And I mean, Hollywood's a weird place, man. <laughs> like, you know what? This, this is really funny because I just thought about this talking about Bruce Jenner. <laughs> Four day work week. How would you feel if I told you, hey, you know what? Our Olympic team. They're just going to train four days from now on. That's a good one. They won't be you'd very be like, good. You'd be like, what? What? We want to win a gold. Get the fuck out there on Friday and train. <laughs> you know? We could one-up it. How about, uh, folks, we knew how gung-ho you were about the defund the police. Well, we took it one step further. Cops are working four days a week now. Oh, yeah. They're just going to take three days off. Friday through Sunday, no police. No cops. <laughs> no cops. Just for you. We're going to kill two birds, one stone. Four-day work week, and we defunded them. It's perfect. We're doing caps Monday through Thursday. Yeah, think about it. I mean, the same people who love this four-day work week are going to freak out when McDonald's is closed for three days, when they can't fly for three days, when they can't, you know, the restaurant's closed for or three days. Or worse off, which is the inevitable, which is you need to your... You need your establishment open for seven days, like a McDonald's, so you have to compensate for now the loss in labor by hiring more labor. This will be, have the same effect as the $15 wage. They're just going to get robots to do the work now. Yeah, because that robot's working seven days. You're going AI at this point. You're, you're yeah. forcing the hands of these <laughs> We're corporations. We're talking empl- McDonald's employees, Rick. We don't need AI. We'll settle <laughs> for just a robot. <laughs> We'll take that clunker from the original Terminator. Is that machine still working? <laughs> it's called James Cameron. Bring it in. There's no, there's no, no AI needed here. You know. In fact, McDonald's, and I'm pretty sure I'm close on this one. You could just line up a bunch of those Chuck E. Cheese animatronic dolls and just <laughs> have them yeah. really precisely lined up with all the condiments, and everything would just go smoothly. 
You swap out a paw with a spatula, another <laughs> paw with a, ba- a fry basket. I mean, they're doing the same movements. You know? Oh, man. I just think we came up with a genius uh, multi-billion dollar idea. Right Remember here. to those Mythbusters guys. Get them on. I'm sure they can figure this out. <laughs> Uh, good times. Well, either way, um, I guess four day work week. Look, actually, I'm not opposed to the four day. I actually think like uh, for plumbing, you know, oh, maybe yeah. not a bad idea to do like four 12 hour. Minnesota long. Oh, man, I just jumped the gun. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, Amateur okay. hour here. <laughs> I was hold- holding you back there. No, no. My, it was a thumb slip. Went too long. <laughs> Oh man, no, no, continue, continue, my man. <laughs> no, I think so, actually, like plumbing a four uh, a four day, but twelve hours would be awesome. I support the four day work week. I've been a part of it myself. To be honest, this isn't a new concept. Most bars around America, your bartenders and your cooks rock the four day, ten hour shift. Uh, you usually typically go over uh, you know the forty hour plus mark. Um, yeah. you know, and collect a lot of dough. It's a good gig. Three days off is very nice. I just don't think it's something most companies and people in the professional world can do. It's a nice thing to talk about, but it's never going to really latch on to the mainstream, if you will. It's crazy. I just thought about it. like I, I, if you go look at my uh, timesheets, I work ten hours most days. Most Probably people <laughs> average more than 10 hours. So I'm doing 10 hours, at least five, usually six days a week. Most people work over 40 hours a week. So this idea that we need to cut back and give people more leisure time to hang out and go on vacation, uh, that's a fantasy concept. Oh, that's what I mean, for and, and I, with that, I have enough time to, to, I feel like I have plenty of time to do what I want to do. Plus I do six hours of podcasting with you. Plus I have a, you know, I hang out with my girlfriend. Plus it's like, dude, I got plenty of time, man. What are you guys doing? Yeah. They're doing nothing. They're sitting on their ass, they're playing the video games. The girlfriend's doing the only fans. Uh, nobody's watching the kids. <laughs> Sounds like a great life, man. I don't know, man. Sounds like you people need to, uh, <laughs> Sounds like it sounds like instead of less time at work, America needs more time management. I think so because I feel like these are the people I always see on. Uh, you know, Emma shows me the Instagram of so and so. Oh, they're on another uh, cheese soiree trip through France, and they're trying all the champagne. You know, it's like that's pretty wild. How do people afford to do that shit all the time? Yeah. How do you? And usually, have it's time? not France. Usually, it's like we're in Munster, Indiana. Munster, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> Oh, where they make at, the, at the cheese, cheese castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, don't bash the Mars Cheese Castle in Wisconsin. That place is oh, iconic. Oh yeah, great cheese. Great cheese. They got it all. You can get your sausage there. You get a little wine, cheese. It's near the Harley Davidson. Uh, According to Nona, joint. they don't have they don't have good Cacciacavalli. No Cacciacavalli. No. Uh, you could typically find this near your Punchki. Um, <laughs> No. Do some digging. Different European countries, Frank. 
I was looking up uh, some places around the area. I found a new Italian joint, and I'm going to check it out this weekend, I think. See if they got any good subs. The reason I'm going is I clicked the pictures to see what it looks like. First picture, it's just a shot of the deli bar, the deli zone, with all the meats and cheeses stacked. Uh... and You know what I'm saying? It's just showcasing the deli. I said, all right, this is good. This is a good sign. I clicked next. Second picture, Poonchkies. <laughs> Can't make this up, people. The Poonchki. Second picture is the Poonchki. <laughs> We're doing callbacks. The Talking about some Poonchki. <laughs> yeah, dude, this was actually a big week. You had Fat Tuesday on Tuesday. Wow. And then do you know what today is? Lay it on me. Dude, I had no idea until I went to I went to like multiple schools and all I kept seeing red jerseys number twenty three. Today is two twenty three twenty three. So all these kids decided it's Michael Jordan Day. Yes, <laughs> dude! All the fu- every school I went to today, all the fucking kids were wearing Michael Jordan wow. shirts, Michael Jordan jerseys. It was fucking MJ all over the place, dude. The next, oh man, that's crazy because isn't St. Joseph's Day also the red shirt day that everyone's supposed to wear red? If I'm not mistaken, my Saint days. Anyways, they should uh, change that because we're now in 2023. This day should now be the day where everyone wears red. St. Michael Jordan's Day. St. Michael Jordan. St. Jordan? Yeah. St. Jordan's Day. I agree. He should be the first. Would he be the first black saint? Maybe. Are there blacks? I don't know, actually, about that Never seen one. Interesting question. That's a wild uh, Have not seen St. Tyree yet. Well, I believe the first saint, if I'm not mistaken, is St. George Floyd. Uh, (laughs) He did his official sacrifice in the summer of love, 2020. Then there's St. Trayvon. Could have been Obama's son. (laughs) That's right. That was before St. George Floyd. Uh, but maybe his. But he saint- was he was sainted after. He was sainted after. Yes, that is correct. Saint <laughs> George Floyd. Never forget, people. Summer of love. <laughs> but yeah, dude, today's Michael Jordan Day. Uh, any bets on? Uh, see, and that's 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 what you'll his never airness. have, LeBron. This is the city of Michael Jordan. They remember the kids. Remember that's what that's what really touched me about it is none of these kids were alive. Within 20 years of Michael Jordan playing. Crazy. They're all born after 2000, right? Yeah. No, dude, this is, these were elementary school kids. Oh, they're born after 2015. 2015, bro. I'm like, I, I could <laughs> It was so funny to see these kids and they, just to see how many of them were wearing it, you know? And it's like, That's LeBron, beautiful. you're playing, and I don't see that many jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I guarantee you if I go to pick? Cleveland, if I go to Miami, if I go to L.A., I'm not going to see that many jerseys. And that's the thing is Michael stayed in Chicago. He was an inspiration still to this day for these kids. Greatest of all time, he's the GOAT, my man. Never forget. He's the LeBron. GOAT. Uh, that's really cool. I didn't know that that would be going on. These are kids of the kids who grew up in the 90s watching Jordan, his airness, uh, perform his magic. And so yeah. uh, that's wonderful. I'm glad 
that uh, they're rich in the modern history of Chi-Town, and uh, hopefully they uh, paraded up and down uh, St. Dulapont uh, Lane. <laughs> And uh, Jean Baptiste Jean de la Ponte. Jean Pierre, oh, oui, oui. And uh, <laughs> we could only hope. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm I'm very happy for all the young young people out there. That's, That's amazing. He's an icon. He's still an icon. That statue is iconic. What does Jordan always represent to the kids? You know, you got to just keep working your hardest, bet on games that you're going to win, and. Uh, <laughs> Cut a deal with David Stern so you can play baseball for two years. Yeah, retire when the mob goes after your dad. That's, <laughs> That's uh, right. That's you can right. always come back later. Lesson learned, kids. Come on. That's good stuff. <laughs> There's always a pause button. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of what the kids are learning these days and potentially what they'll be learning in the future, man, I stumbled upon a good one today, Mike. We're going to space with George Washington. The final frontier. This morning, some of America's most prominent leaders are taking a page out of Captain Kirk's book. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Presidents George Washington, Dwight D. Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy, and Ronald Reagan are headed to outer space. Or at least their hair is. On President's Day, Space Celestis announced their plans to launch authentic DNA from the four presidents into space on their upcoming oh, Enterprise flight, a deep space time capsule. This mission marking the first time in history that any president has gone to space in any fashion, symbolically or otherwise. But why are they doing it? telling us in a statement. The philosophical goal for sending DNA How did they not put some Obama hair up there? Why First, are we wasting to assist so in the understanding of the human uh, in large-scale space migration. But you have some money left over from what you sent in Ukraine? ...appropriate and traceable path for the actual spread... You guys didn't want to spend any of this money on, I don't know, train derailments in Ohio? ...DNA samples set to take flight. <laughs> Celestis will also include the DNA, cremated remains, and mine files, or messages from the deceased, of several superstar Trekkies We're along for nerds. this ride, too. <laughs> Star Trek creator nerds. Gene Roddenberry and original cast members <laughs> Michelle Nichols, James uh, Doohan, and DeForest Kelly are all headed to space, too. Oh all of these samples God, will launch why? from Cape Canaveral on the brand new ULA Vulcan on its maiden flight to send oh, a lunar lander to the moon oh. later this year. Then this capsule with the president's oh, and Star Trek star's <laughs> DNA will journey further to potentially be discovered by a distant civilization. Oh, we're so stupid. <laughs> what a waste of money. Could you imagine an alien finds the spaceship, opens it up, and it's just a bunch of hair and fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these morons? They've left out Nixon. He tried to put in his pubic hair, but they uh, wouldn't allow it. So uh, that was. Uh, and with Clinton, they just put the cigar. <laughs> it had enough DNA on it. So uh, this is so. <laughs> you know ridiculous. the worst part is the worst part is the worst. The worst part is we put the DNA in this thing. We launch in the space. Alien species finds it in a thousand years. Yes, right. If we're lucky. Oh my god, they gave us their DNA. These must be the geniuses of the Thank that. you. You're psycho, dude. You're totally They're going to clone a bunch of guys who don't even know what spaceships are. Or space. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the fuck? Dwight D. Eisenhower. What does he know about what's going on in 2023?
unbelievable. I bet you when George Bush wakes up and asks for his slave, it'd be a little awkward. <laughs> you notice, uh, no black guys on this uh, ride. That's why I said, "Where's Obama?" <laughs> Nothing but slave owners. Nothing but slave owners on I noticed, this trip. I noticed you were missing a couple black guys. I think the woke mob is gonna be a little upset about this one, dude. Where's Wakanda forever? <laughs> you should have thrown in some hair from Washington slaves. So they can clone a couple. So someone could do some work for him when they land on the next planet. <laughs> he can start the next country. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. So anyways, you're psycho on this one. What I was thinking is, what if this capsule goes through some radioactive warp field and then it, like, these hairs, you know, turn into these, you know, embodiments of these creatures, but they're like space alien versions of George Washington, and then they come and attack Earth? Oh, man. They are the ancient aliens. We would stand no chance. Yes. Wow. You imagine space aliens that look like George Washington and Ronald Reagan and Dwight Eisenhower. That'd be frightening, man. Oh, man. And I think right here, I just came up with a better plot than anything the MCU has done in five years. That would be great. (laughs) Where's that Cumberbatch? Then you get Batchman, Cumberbatch, and Spider Man and company, and they defend against uh, Richard Nixon and whoever these guys are. (laughs) (laughs) I am not an alien. (laughs) Radioactive Nixon. (laughs) Four more light years. Oh, what a stupid story, man. I'm glad you like it. I can't it. believe that's a real oh, story. I, I I found it. I'm like, this one is uh, this is just for Mike, man. <laughs> Good one. Jim, Jim, we really got nothing to end this lineup. Uh, there's really no news that we can talk about uh, that doesn't make the president look bad. <laughs> Did you do the four-day work week? Yeah, we covered it. We still ran out of enough time. <sighs> do those Trekkies launching that gay shit into space. <laughs> Oh, man, and they need it out there because, uh, without a doubt, the biggest news of the week, Mike, it's the only thing everyone is talking about. We got to cover it. We can't keep sweeping it under the rug. Uh, It's just, um, it's in every headline. Next here this evening, ABC News has learned that Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner have now been subpoenaed by Justice Department Special Counsel Jack Smith. The subpoena specifically related to January 6th and events leading up to it. Former Vice President Mike Pence already subpoenaed. So what does this all signal? Here's our chief Washington correspondent, Jonathan Carl, tonight. And yet another sign the federal investigation into Donald Trump's action on and before January 6th is moving aggressively. Special counsel Jack Smith has subpoenaed the former president's daughter, Ivanka, and son-in-law, Jared Kushner. I want to remind everyone it's uh, February uh, 2023. Uh, (laughs) Dude. This is a real story from uh, happening right now. Earlier this month, the special counsel issued a subpoena for Vice President Pence. Sources tell ABC News the subpoenas for Kushner and Ivanka Trump are specifically related to the special counsel's investigation of January 6th and the efforts of the former president and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. So Kevin McCarthy, did you see this? He turned over like 40,000 hours of uh, tape footage to yeah. Tucker Carlson, your least favorite Tucker. Least favorite Tucker. Uh, and I have a feeling it's going to show a little bit of the old Nancy with the film crew and the documentary, uh, you know, uh, what is it, uh, her daughter 
and uh, they pulled back the cops, let the people in. I think it's going to show some bad, bad stuff, man. Did you uh, catch the um, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt? I did not. Gergos? No. So uh, Mark Gergos has been saying that this is going to be huge for the people who are on trial and the ones that got convicted. Yes, that's what I was thinking, actually. <laughs> come on. I didn't, know, I didn't know this, but this wasn't even available to the lawyers of the defendants. No. So they couldn't even... Dude. And he was saying, like, if your client is in jail, and then you cut now you got now you got videos of cops moving barricades, cops opening doors. Where's Ray Epps? Can we get some information Who? on Ray Epps, man? <laughs> Ramondo? Uh, he's down. In- <laughs> <laughs> he's in Argentina, man. He's <laughs> too busy. Ramondo Epe? No, no, never heard of him. We're still talking about fucking Jan 6. <laughs> We're throwing down subpoenas on Ivanka and Jared Kushner. Seriously? This is retarded, man. For Jan 6. And did you see what happened in Georgia? They, uh, this was part of this whole ridiculous scenario, I believe. What, what's the deal with Georgia? There was, an, there was a grand jury in Georgia, so they were going to find, they were, they, they literally, they're, they're going to indict Trump for that phone call where he told the guy to find the votes in Georgia, right? Oh, yeah. And the left was so... This, this lady was so excited, literally just so giddy and excited that Donald Trump was going to get indicted, that she had to go on the news and tell all of her left-wing friends, and the news just ate it up. I think I have her in this clip, actually. Is she this oh. skinny white chick who's... <clears throat> Like, uh, kind of dumb? Very dumb. The right. witch? I think I to got Donald it. Trump's action on before January 6th is moving aggressively, special counsel Jack Smith has subpoenaed the former president's daughter, Ivanka, and son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Earlier this month, the special counsel issued a subpoena for Vice President Pence. Sources tell ABC News the subpoenas for Kushner and Ivanka Trump are specifically related to the special counsel's investigation of January 6th (coughs) and the efforts of the former president and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. This comes as the Fulton County, Georgia district attorney considers whether to seek an indictment against Donald Trump and his allies for tampering with Georgia's 2020 election results. And now in the Georgia case, something highly unusual has happened. The forewoman of the 23-person special grand jury that investigated the case is talking publicly about the grand jury's work, revealing they recommended multiple indictments. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> she says she just... That laugh, dude. Oh, that's, uh, that's crazy town. That is a... You're so happy. This... You just indicted somebody. Like, that shouldn't make you happy. That was a weird, creepy little laugh there. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're the dog that just got the car. (laughs) You caught the car. All right. You caught it like three years too late. We're almost into the next election here. Well, not only that, you going on TV, the car just ran over your face. (laughs) Because now you guys, you just lost your opportunity here. (laughs) Uh, She's a weirdo, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to her ranting. 
decided to speak because serving on the grand jury was, quote, a really cool experience. But she's giving her <laughs> oh my God. even though most of the grand jury's work <laughs> remains under seal. Oh, my God. I you know, this is serious, right, honey? <laughs> oh, man. Remains under seal. I will be sad if nothing happens. Like, that's that's about my only request there is is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers. The case centers on Trump's wow. efforts to overturn his 2020 tell. election loss <laughs> in Georgia, including his infamous call asking the state's Republican Secretary of State to, quote, find exactly the number of additional votes his he needed to win. Call. I just want to find... Oh, is this the call? Uh, this is the infamous 11, call. 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have, because we won the state. So what are we going to do here, folks? I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. <laughs> the decision on whether or not... Oh, my God, corruption! Call the FBI corruption! Did you hear that? <laughs> Frank, that was a smoking gun! Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, uh, it sounds to be like just Trump talking. He needs 11,000 votes, man. He's kind of just like frustrated venting. He lost. I don't know. You can call it what you want, but. The narrative's a little, it's tough to sell. Uh, it's what I'm it's hung thin. up on is that chick. Did you catch what she says there? How <clears throat> she sounds like exactly what the media has produced over these last, uh, you know, six or seven years. This, like, delusion where it's Rob Reiner syndrome. We oh, got them now. Like, they're just dying for some moment where they got Donald Trump, where they see him behind, behind bars, and it's not going to happen. They really believe he's going to end up behind bars. I, I don't know why you believe this. None of the other presidents ended up behind bars. And no. They've all done way worse shit than him. Absolutely. And uh, I think there's a little bit of an immunity once you hold that briefcase. Or the football, whatever it is. I think when America elects you president, there should be some... I'm not saying Trump's above the law. Mike, he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would care. Nobody would care. I'm He's just right. saying the presidents aren't above the law, and I feel this way about Obama, right? Oh, yeah. It's, you are kind of untouchable. That's right. And that's okay, because that's why we kind of voted you in, because all of America kind of decided you're a trustworthy enough guy. That we could grant you that power. You know what I mean? There's certain levels in government that we as the public, without saying it, I think agree that you become um, essentially above the law on certain level, you know, in certain ways. I would be, I would, uh, listen, I, I would be, I would be really bothered by the fact if they, if they were, if the FBI was going after Obama for some 20-year-old document he had in his garage, I'd be like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> right? You're now, just, I wouldn't, yeah. now I wouldn't say it because they've done it to Trump and everything, but I'm saying before the Trump Mar-a-Lago Mar raid and everything, 
I would have just been like, what are we doing? Leave the guy alone. He's an ex-president. Like, well, you know what I mean? Come on. Here's the problem with people on the left, like this chick and Rob Reiner and the, the like. They've lived in this fantasy world where Donald Trump is this incredible imbecile that the government, <clears throat> you know, avoided and didn't trust him with secrets and all this stuff. I think the, what people fail to see is the reality, which is this guy was president for four years. He, he knows a lot of stuff. They're not going to send him to jail, for, just like they won't send any of the other presidents to jail. <clears throat> Once you are entrusted to certain levels of secrecy and clearance, I don't think you go to jail for many things. Especially nothing stupid. Especially nothing stupid. Especially nothing that we know about. If we know about it or the media is talking about it, you're not going to jail for it. No, dude, this is ridiculous. Rob Reiner, whatever this chick's name is, you guys need to... Well, this is the media. I think this is the effect of media brainwashing. I mean, people are still... You're still going after this guy. He won the election seven years ago. Yeah, it's craziness, man. That's seven years ago he won the... he, He beat you seven years ago. He had a whole four-year term, and then he lost. Your guy's been in charge for two years now, and you're still worried about that election seven years ago? You're still uh, pissing your pants over January 6th. I mean, man, I'm not really... I don't know. Now, this chick freaked me out, man. I gotta say, the, her voice, the tone... What she was saying, basically... Well, she says, just do something. Just, that's, that was what it's got like, me. man. The desperation, the, you, you, the media, you promised me for years now something was going to happen, and you've strung me along, and nothing has gone on. Nothing. You know, the, for these people, I feel sorry for them. I know what they're going through. It's just like what I experienced watching Lost. Uh... <laughs> You kept thinking the answers were going to come. There was going to be this payoff. You, you know, like... And then uh, there's a writer's strike. Yes. It's like, and then there's this one excuse after another, and then yes. you're nine seasons in, and they're just in a church, and, and they're the, all dead. And they end it. And, yeah. Oh, and, and, oh my God. It's total oh, bullshit. Call. And so I feel sorry for all the people on the left right now, the Rob Reiners of the world. They are experiencing their version of watching Lost season, in real time. They're on season seven. They're on season seven of Lost, and they're just... Uh, they're losing their minds. They're like, just, just give it. me some answers, man. <laughs> like, what, what about the black monster? Who, yeah, who is the, about smoke? the fucking cloud monster? Who is it just the smoke disappeared? monster, man? Just give us some freaking answers here. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what happened when the atomic bomb went off or whatever the fuck that clock went? Nobody knows. Keep talking about this guy named Jacob, but you never show him until the last third fucking episode. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? So I think that's what they're, you know, that's what's happening here. So I feel for them. <laughs> I do, you're right, that's got to be frustrating. Seven <laughs> years they've been telling you this guy was going to go away for Russia. This guy was going to go away for Russia, he was going to go away for Ukraine, he was going to go away for for everything, dude. Treason? Oh, yeah. I, it wasn't in that clip, but that the girl goes on to talk about how, like, he's a treasonous president. You know, it's a bold statement. How can you just flippantly throw that around like that? I, I know. Treason is punishable by death. That's what I thought. Isn't that like the punishment? The worst. (laughs) 
Is that what uh, Snowden is uh, accused of? Yeah, I don't care about Snowden. I don't even pay attention to it. I really don't know. Snowden, I believe, was a Russian asset the whole time. That's why Probably. he's living comfortably in Russia and nobody talks or thinks about him anymore. Because, you know, the big guy in the office right now, he's in cahoots with all these countries. Probably, man. Pretty interesting stuff. Right? Yeah. Maybe. So, I don't know. Jan 6th, it's back. Ivanka and Jared. Wonderful stuff. Did did you see they're also trying to blame, they keep trying to blame Trump for the uh, Ohio derailment? No, I uh, I did not see that, actually. Uh, something about, like, Obama put something in place, and then Trump didn't renew it, and it's his fault. Interesting, very interesting. <clears throat> yeah. uh, I know that there was some deregulation with Obama, then Trump, and then Biden didn't do anything. That's what oh, I thought. Oh, is that what it was? That's what I thought. Yeah. Maybe I got it backwards. I don't remember. I just know it's they they keep trying to <laughs> they keep trying to link it to Trump's administration. Uh <laughs> Pete Buttigieg has been in charge for two years. So at, at what point do you <clears throat> stop blaming the other guy? Is there a time <laughs> is there a time limit? <laughs> or that just goes the whole term? I think it goes the whole term, man. Honestly. Uh, I, actually... I think that's why Biden can't announce his re-election. Really? Ah, dude, you're still blaming Trump for everything. You want people to believe you're still at the infancy of your presidency. That's still Trump's fault. Once you start running for re-election, people are going to look at their calendar and be like, oh, you're already running for re-election. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're halfway through your term. <laughs> How's it still Trump's fault? Did you see Buttigieg down there today? The day after Trump? The day after Trump, <laughs> yes. He had his little hard hat on with the uh, construction uh, no, vest on. Frank, it wasn't a photo op. Remember, he specifically said he didn't go because he doesn't want to do the photo op. It's not about the photo op. <laughs> Got a let's see here. I got Trump in Ohio. Should we do some Trump in Ohio? We got time for this one, I think. All right, we can cut this into episode one. Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, should we do it? Oh, I loved it. We'll do it. We're gonna do Trump Ohio here. We in, go. in the heart of East Palestine, Mike McKim worries how business will be when he opens his new winery next month. The fiery derailment happened just a few blocks away, and he fears may have ruined his dream. We have a stigma here that we're dirty. And it, it, it's, it hurts. It hurts everybody here. Like many in this rural community of 4,700 people, he's grateful for the national attention, though doubtful it will last. Today, former President Trump, running for president again, visited and slammed the Biden administration's response to the disaster in a county that gave Mr. Trump more than 70 percent of its votes in 2020. We have told you loud and clear you are not forgotten. 
You are not forgotten. We East Palestine now a political hotspot. Tomorrow, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, criticized for not traveling here yet, expected to visit, with the NTSB set to release its preliminary report on the cause of the derailment. Investigators have said they're analyzing security camera footage of the train before the derailment and looking closely at whether there was a mechanical problem with an axle. Meanwhile, Jan Douglas keeps her focus on her family farm. It's my job to take care of it, and I'm doing the best I can. Douglas fled to escape the smoke from the controlled burn-off of hazardous chemicals and now awaits more test results on her soil and water and hopes to plant her soybeans and corn soon. I trust science. I know some science, and so we'll, we'll see where that takes us. And then we'll make decisions accordingly. Despite all the emotion and anxiety here, officials continue to emphasize that constant testing shows the air and water are safe. Oh, it's safe, yeah, folks. Course. Come on. Drink, yeah, drink breathe. <laughs> oh, it's all Fine. good, man. I actually think it's good to breathe because the politicians are showing up now. Booty, booty gig was there today sniffing around, so... Oh my God! Good call. That's why he waited. They all did. Even Trump. I know it was a uh, very awesome. What you know? He showed up and tossed out the Big Macs and the toilet paper and whatever. That was but... so funny, man. That's so funny. He brought everybody to McDonald's. That guy's come on. Dude, that he's... guy understands the people. He knows the people. He's a classic showman. Uh, he's got his finger on the pulse. Right. He walks in there and he starts telling the people, nobody knows the menu better than me. <laughs> that is so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. And not only that, these people are scared and they're pissed off and you need to just show up. That's what your job is as the Be- politician. Because it's, because it's not you, right? It's not that Donald Trump showed up. Right. It's, he came with a fucking circus. That media circus that followed yes, him there—it brings just attention, national attention, yes, exactly to this issue. And so, right? yes, yeah, so he's the hero now. Everyone else is the fool. Pete oh, yeah. Buttigieg, too little, too late. No, you look, Pete You're Buttigieg. You look like you got suckered into this by Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. you fucking fool. Yes, you literally—it literally looks like you were at home. Or no, did you see that shit when he was on personal time? You mean when he was breastfeeding his uh, newborn infants? <laughs> Dude, they're two years old now. That was two years ago. Ah, uh, that was wow. He was out for a long time. His nipples must be sore. Oh, they're in the terrible twos now. They're not breastfeeding. Uh, <laughs> no, so he was like, I forgot where he was, but some reporter asked him about like why hasn't gone to Ohio, and he like got really upset. He's like, I'm on oh, personal yeah. time. Don't ask me about that. Oh, oh, sorry, Pete. <laughs> oh man, didn't mean to step on your toes, bro. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was like the nerve of the guy. I don't know. And then now Trump goes, and him being there, it kind of opened up everybody's, you know, opened up the question, where is the Obama administration? Or, I mean, Biden. Oh, nice, nice slip, my man. (laughs) I like it. I like to go with O'Biden. Covers it all. Um, Yeah, where are they? And Trump showing up, too, with the bottled water, the images, dude, it was awesome. It really was like when he genius. said we brought you Trump water, and then we had to also go to a lower quality water. <laughs> that is fucking, dude. Yeah, the man. guy, he's a genius. He's fucking hilarious. I was a big fan. I loved all the images coming out. Even NPR, you know, Associated Press, they had to cover it. 
They hated it. You could tell they hated it. And you know why they hate it? There's no way to put a bad spin on a man taking his fortune, going to a place where there was a terrible disaster, and, and, and helping people out. There's no way to put a bad spin on that. Exactly, because if anyone is making it political, <laughs> it's you, the media. <laughs> this is just a man taking some time from golf to go help some people less fortunate than himself. He's the only one who doesn't have to. Yes. Doesn't have to. Yes. And right. uh but also just to make the playing field a little more fair, uh they did all kind of choose to show up about three weeks later. <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, the timing no, no. Uh, Note to self, if there's a disaster in the neighborhood, don't come back until the politicians... That's when you know the air is safe. Yes, dude, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't even think about that, dude. They were telling everybody it's safe from their office. Yes, oh, from Washington. They're like, no, no. (laughs) Trump's down in Florida. He's like, no, no, it's good. I'll be there uh, three weeks. Three weeks from now. No, tonight I would, but, you know, my jet shop. Uh, <laughs> That's right. It's in the shop right now. Get some new tires. Should be good about uh, next Thursday. Private jet. Al Gore borrowed it to uh, go around the world. Talk about <laughs> climate change. He'll be back. It's three got, weeks. He's got to pick up Greta. They're doing this whole thing. <laughs> That's right. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where's Al Gore? Not even Al Gore showed up to this. Where's this is Greta? the worst environmental disaster? Jesus fucking Christ, Maybe in American history, dude, nobody showed up. No Al Gore, Do you guys not care about the... You don't care about the environment, Al Gore? Wow, man. Where's where's Greta? Where is Greta? Well, she's probably on a boat. She'll be here in 14 days. Yeah, perfect. Hey, coincidence again. She'll be here right around the time. uh, (laughs) Two weeks? Two two (laughs) weeks? They told the people to come back. Yeah, totally fine. Don't worry. Even, have you seen the governor in the clip earlier when Trump is uh, talking to everybody? The governor who looks like any dude on your street, you know, <laughs> cutting his grass, wearing the same shirt he's been wearing for uh, a month. Uh, the the <laughs> dude's just like standing there behind Trump. You know he voted for Trump. You know you're in Trump country. Kind of makes me think why the response is also a little slow. Absolutely, dude. Dude, no, they hate Ohio. The left hates Ohio because Ohio was a swing state that went super right. Ooh, because Ohio, Ohio is like that. Um, I mean, they're like a typical Midwestern. They're like Illinois without Chicago. Yes, Does that makes sense. A- it absolutely. Absolutely makes sense for sure. So, because the rest of Illinois, they don't fuck around with the bullshit. They they were like, you guys went too far. They just they're voting all right, <laughs> you know. You're, you're like, talking about anti woke country. Anti woke, yeah. And like Ohio was the same shit. They dropped the left like a bad habit, you know. Good call, my man. Good call. And uh, this was a fantastic PR move for Trump. Uh, a complete dud for the Biden administration and Pete Booty, dude. Once again, this fucking guy, man. I can't tell you. We've been talking about him for like eight months straight now. It's disaster after disaster. I'm you're the st- only. You're the only transportation secretary <laughs> I've ever known. I'm I starting to know your name. This poor. I think he got set up, man. 
I think someone, uh, you know, they're like, oh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna lay out a, like a thousand disasters over the course of four years. Let's put in that Buttigieg jackass <laughs> into the position. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the Democrats have an oracle who really doesn't like Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> You will make him Secretary of Transportation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, is he going to be great? He's going to be terrible. This is some mafioso level stuff, dude. Like, there's like hit jobs. Uh, there's train derailments happening all around the country. There was a fire at some nuclear plant oh, the dude, other li- day. <clears throat> Literally, cars can't drive, trains can't move, and planes <laughs> can't fly. It's trains, planes, and automobiles. Be food to judge. <laughs> this guy, it's unbelievable, man. Uh, yeah. He can't catch a break. Uh, I kind of enjoy it. Look, this is a bad disaster. Not funny for a lot of people. It's really sad. Um, Emma and I were talking about it today, how um, just like any kind of natural disaster, like in the Gulf, remember the BP spill? You know, all the only thing that really happens is like 10 years later, everyone in the community starts developing all these weird sicknesses and cancers. Did you hear what they said? I did not. That usually after an accident like this, you're you're, you're absolutely right. They literally said in five to ten years, yeah, man. you'll start to see an increase in cancer. But it's mostly an uh, increase in lymphoma. <laughs> there you and go, Frank, man. if you're going to get a cancer, hey, lymphoma is the one you want. That's the winner. Lymphodes, and then you're stuck on this Pfizer pill for the rest of your life. It's going to be great. Don't forget your vaccine, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, if you want them to work on you, you got to be vaccinated. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. It's uh, sickening to think about it, but that is the truth. Honestly, when these disasters happen, you kind of get the feeling they're just opportunities for the scientific community. Do a little experiment. See what happens. Test oh, the absolutely. results. We'll see a little short term. Test it out for a little long term. This will be interesting. We'll get some good data, and uh, we'll know the truth 20 years from now. So, unfortunately, these people in East Palestine, uh, Ohio, they are now a Petri dish for various scientific groups and pharmaceutical companies who are going to test the results of not only what happened to them, but also these new and exciting (laughs) potions, medicines, and vaccines that they're going to test on them ad nauseum forever. Make hey, a, uh, make a ton of money. Funny note, though, you know what the um, the worst chemical they burned was? I do not. Vinyl chloride. That's right, man. Do you know what that's used for? Lay it on me. You ever heard of PVC? Mike, that's your friend, I believe. PVC is the it's like the plastic pipe you use. So if you uh, do you... polyvinyl chloride. <laughs> You ever it's burn? a polymer made from vinyl chloride. It's what it is. On that's the what site, it's man. That's where it was going, to the pipe shop. That's right, man. And do you guys ever burn this stuff, or you, do you cut it? Dude, so this is crazy. 
That's what. So one of the reasons was there was like this whole thing where there's like two. There's two different kinds of pipe, right? Oh yeah. And it's like it's like a plastic synthetic pipe, and one of them's PVC. The other one, I can't remember if it was ABS or the other one. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a total scam on why PVC became the like used around the country. And one of the worst things about it is that that's one of the reasons it's one of the reasons you can't use PVC in a high rise is because if there's a fire, it will release a gas that will kill the people. Oh, similar to the gas that might have been released uh, in <laughs> yeah. East Palestine. Hey, everybody on the East Coast, enjoy your acid rain. We were warned about it 80, you know, 30 years ago. Didn't know it would be so, man-made that quickly, but all right, let's do it, man. Yeah, so that's one of the big reasons they don't use it in high-rises. Wow. You, if, if too much of it burns, you get that, uh, that gas they released in World War I. I'm starting to see a little more scientific backing behind my belief uh, that Booty Gig and Trump and company uh, took their sweet time to come visit the site. Need a oh, little... Absolutely. Let it air out there, little guys. Uh, Mr. Trump, a nuclear blast went off in Pennsylvania. I'll go there in March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>